Outside the courtroom, he undid the knot in my tie and ordered a quick, sloppy Windsor. Good boy, he said. Pants and shirt straight from the dryer. Loafers run down at the toe. I had done as I was told and slept in my blazer. Pathetic. He laughed as he led me into the courtroom. Just as he predicted, the judge took pity on me, a big, forlorn old boy, so ashamed of my transgressions that it was obvious I was unable to lift fork to mouth these days. I blushed when addressed by the court. His honor recognized something familiar in me, a face he might pass on the golf course or at the wine and cheese reception on opening night of the new season at the Performing Arts Center, a face he was startled to see from high atop his bench. Out there, adrift in a sea of teenage carjackers in nylon shell suits and crystal meth pushers with frizzy gray ponytails, a blazing blue Brooks Brothers shirt surrounded by agitated jumping jacks who couldn't sit still and pockmarked cactuses who dozed on the courtroom benches. Probation. One year of counseling, no more arrests, and your record will be expunged. Next case, the people of the state of North Carolina versus... My record. Can they really expunge my record? I ask my lawyer. How do I know there won't be some ominous criminal sheet stamped record expunged dogging me for the rest of my life, forcing me to explain I've never been convicted of molesting children or raping old ladies? Well, he says, you can always just pay the fine, forget about the counseling, and spend the rest of your life explaining why you were giving a blowjob off Interstate 85 one hot summer night. He's got a point. My counselor lives with three other priests in an old Queen Anne in Charlotte, where he sees his private patients. I give myself plenty of time to find the place and arrive forty minutes early for our first session. He's in the driveway, washing a restored 1966 Mustang convertible, stripped to a pair of running shorts. Wet black hair plastered to his chest. I introduce myself. Andrew Nocera, the criminal degenerate. He shakes my dry hand with his wet one and tells me I caught him with his pants down, literally, and excuses himself. I wait in the study, listening to the clock, mark off the minutes. I finger the silk place marker in the missile on the desk and flip through epistles and gospels, hoping to stumble across a passage to enlighten me about my predicament. Maybe Jesus, dozing on the crucifix on the wall, would have a few words of encouragement if I could rouse him from his nap. My counselor saunters into the office, his biceps rip against his shirt sleeves and his neck muscles bulge under the Roman collar. Is it Andrew or Andy? he asks. He tells me to call him Matt. I tell him I'm old-fashioned and prefer to call him Father McGinley. Not necessary, he says. How are you? Fine. Just fine? Fine. Really? He sees me staring at his hands. The wide span between his outstretched fingers. The balls of his fingertips the sharp black hairs, the clipped cuticles, and the flat, buffed nails. He folds these anointed vessels together and waits for me to speak. Why am I entrusting my carcass, and maybe my immortal soul, 
to a black Irish linebacker with a passion for emery boards. My lawyer was skeptical when I told him the counseling arrangements my mother had made. He was afraid of testing the judge's benevolence, knowing the distrust of papists that persists in the glass and steel cities of the New South. He warned me about deep-rooted suspicions that the Romans would connive to circumvent the court's interest in my rehabilitation. No self-respecting judge was going to let me off with a few sprinkles of holy water. But this time my lawyer was wrong. His honor never raised an eyebrow. The Reverend Matthew J. McGinley, S.J.M.D., has an unrestricted license to practice medicine in the state of North Carolina, is fully certified in his specialty by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology, is credentialed for reimbursement for his services by every major health plan, and is well known and respected by the court for his work with the abused and damaged boys of the juvenile detention system.